Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. Welcome back. <laughs> Pause. Pause. All right, today is kind of an interesting topic because we're just going to talk about the eyes and alcohol, and we're going to talk about it in a bunch of different angles. Well, and it came to us because of some random, I don't even know how, like some random article about does eye color have any type of protection with alcohol, which kind of was a more of a, I don't say a joke look up at first, but kind of. Right? Yeah, it didn't seem to make much sense. And then well, we kind of stumbled onto the whole, well, alcohol obviously affects the eyes in, in adults and can affect the eyes in infants that are born with mothers who are consuming. So we thought, let's just touch on a few of these things and then maybe talk about eye color. There you go. Man, we could probably make two podcasts out of this, actually. You said your eyes are green, but... They're uh, green. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, Mine are clearly blue. they're clearly blue. So let's just remember that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Definitely not. But let's just start with this one, and maybe it ends up being two because we like to ramble. Yeah. Well, you know, I think first off, when we talk about the eyes and alcohol, I mean, you think about when people get pulled over. You know, I see these videos where the policeman is checking them for nystagmus. So clearly, the eyes are affected by alcohol. So and, for those of you who don't know what nystagmus is, it's if you're looking side to side and the eyes like. Bounce almost. They don't just go side to side. It's important. Not everybody knows the word nystagmus. No. And of course, alcohol is different than methyl alcohol. We should probably make that clarification that methyl alcohol, which is... Methanol? Yeah, methanol. That's easier to say, actually. Um, you know, that actually causes, you know, serious issues. You know, that's that whole people are making hooch out in the, out in the woods and turns out to be methanol and then people drink it and go blind one of those things or the so really not, really nicely smelling stuff in a jail yeah so we're not oh. talking about methanol no we're talking about the alcohol you can buy at a liquor store so what do you want to start with well you know kind of touched on the the whole eye movement thing but you know what what does the alcohol intoxication look like and then we'll kind of break it down to other areas so this is more the general of how alcohol affects the eyes. And then we're actually going to break it down into more deeper diagnoses that nobody really wants to have in terms of things that can happen to your eyes. So what I found interesting, so this was actually a study done on, they actually did a meta-analysis on every kind of ocular conditions related to alcohol consumption from 1952 to March of 2020. That's a lot of years wow. that they kind of put this all together and came up with this huge article, which was published in the Journal of Ophthalmic Visual something from 2021. Oh. So this is actually... Vision a, research. Probably. Fancy. Anyway, so one thing I found this interesting is that this is not only following binge drinking, which we consider more heavy drinking all at one time. This can even be following acute intake, even light. So just every once in a while, light drinking, like drink or two, right? Yeah. I thought it was really interesting because we talk about GABA a lot and how ocular findings are actually related to reduction of GABA yes. in your brain, which is caused by alcohol. Right. So, so this is... 
So you. This get is these. why when you're in alcohol withdrawal, the worry about seizures, because then the alcohol, you know, is the GABA's down and the glutamate, which is the excitatory thing, is what kind of helps with seizures. So, yeah. so when you you can get visual disturbances from acute alcohol, that can include, and I found this fascinating, impaired color perception, mm-hmm. decreased contrast sensitivity, and abnormal eye movements. Right. So you get all three of those things potentially. And. When I read the part about the decreased contrast sensitivity, the first thing that actually popped into my mind was, you know, driving at night and yeah. the halos around lights. Even yeah. if you're not, obviously, if you're not drinking, but just in general, the halos are on lights. And so maybe you have cataracts. <laughs> Never mind. No, actually, it, I don't notice it. But you one time were driving and you said something and you needed to switch glasses for the 400th time. No, I, I have contacts that makes it hard to drive. Well, so. What what I'm getting at is this is a common thing in a lot of people driving at night. How many people don't like driving at night? And people will say that about the lights. They just have more sensitivity to the lights. And then if you throw alcohol on top of it, which we shouldn't be drunk driving, drinking and driving, that making it even worse. I think that's probably a big thing. It's Yeah. Um, And then this was, I mean, kind of a, I don't want to say it's kind of like a, no-brainer, but the impairment of the cognitive processing. So, you know, we've talked about this on different podcasts with the effects of alcohol and, you know, whether it's violence or reaction speed and all of that. So the cognitive processing in the CNS, so in the central nervous system, can also cause some alterations in eye movements just because of how the alcohol affects the brain in general. So. Right. But the big things when they did the study and they, they took all these studies and they put people through these eye tracker actual testing, I like it, visual maze test. The big significant differences overall were the fixation latency. So it's harder to like focus on something. The total time to do a task, so things were just like delayed when you're on, under the influence. And the number and duration of fixations and saccades. Or saccades. So that's that nystagmus thing. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just picturing a lot of rats running through a maze and they're checking this. No, these were people. I know, but that's what I was Volunteers picturing. with alcohol and placebo condition. They put them in a maze. They put them in a maze. So I think we'll shift slightly to how does alcohol affect a baby, an in, a, a unborn baby? I missed this whole section. You go for it. Oh, well, it's really interesting because, you know, when you look at fetal alcohol syndrome, Clearly, this is oh, you I'm missed it. Totally huh? missing a whole page. I'll, I'll tell you why I, I you missed it. I have this. It's because it was at the bottom. Oh, the title was so okay. Yeah. So it's interesting that if you look at the effects on unborn children, uh, fetal alcohol babies have enormous troubles with their eyes, uh, and actually, eye diseases occur. Ninety percent. Yeah, ninety percent of the children with FAS, and so. I don't think you learn that. I mean, there are certain facial features that you can you know, identify in some babies, especially with fetal alcohol, but I didn't make that yeah. facial features versus actual eye diseases. Yeah, and, and things even such as uh, you know, very small eyes, uh, microphthalmia, um, and they can have all kinds of different issues with their eyes. Retinoic acid signaling. Yeah, so... So, and actually the most frequent findings are the posterior segment are actually, in the posterior segment are actually optic disc hypoplasia and tortuosity of the retinal vasculature in fetal alcohol syndrome babies. So um, so if you have a small optic nerve, you're not able to, I don't want to say see or process as much 
visual information. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting as well. The eye effects from the alcohol can be pretty significant in FES. Oh my gosh. Here's another fun thing. What's that? <laughs> the four-digit eye diagnostic code. This is with fetal alcohol syndrome and kind of four main ocular manifestations of fetal alcohol, including visual acuity, refraction, strabismus, and structural abnormalities Yeah. to help you know, kind of guide follow-up exams like ocular exams for these patients. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Now, how about the adult who chronically uses alcohol? How does alcohol affect those eyeballs? <laughs> really? Okay, so let's talk about age-related macular degeneration. Ugh. Have you been to the eye doctor lately? Uh, it's been about six months, and they said, I see like a hawk. Of course. They, they said that I should be giving hawks seeing lessons is what they told me. Okay. So, yeah. There is a link. But I really, you know, that's funny because I really didn't know this. Uh-uh. Not at all. All of this, I think, in this whole study just, like, blew my mind. Because yeah. we don't think about the eyes. We think about the liver. Yeah, we think about all the other things that go wrong. But uh, macular degeneration is on this list. Yes. And, and there's a clear link between alcohol consumption, uh, although it's really unclear how this happens. Right. So they talk about alcohol, obviously, as a neurotoxin that causes brain damage. So these are patients, you know, think about a person who's been using alcohol for a really long time, and then they get Wernicke's or Korsakoff's and, and all of those things. And so they're feeling that as part of the brain, the retina might be similarly affected. Yeah. So I, I think that that's really something I hadn't thought about. And I had patients who had, you know, macular degener degeneration. I don't recall them saying, well, the eye doctor said I I shouldn't drink alcohol. Yeah, no. Um, and then they comment on other reasons this might have been caused, you know, poor nutrition. So they have decreased levels of carotene and antioxidants that can kind of be protective. Other things like zinc and vitam other vitamins um, that are protective um, for eyes are also lower in patients um, who have consumed more alcohol. And then just kind of blood vessel kind of effects. Oh, but boy. let's talk about how much alcohol is needed to kind of mess it up. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it it's uh, beer drinking is different than other stuff. Apparently, I don't know if you read that. That's kind of interesting. Late age related mac. It talks about uh, drinking of neither wine nor liquor was associated with early or late um, age related mac maculopathy. Mac Try and say that fast. Fancy. But beer, definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they have a lot of patients, 20,900 wow. plus patients from 2003 to 2007. And they looked at them consuming more than 20 grams of alcohol per day. That's like just over one beer. Yeah. That's... It's like a beer and a half. Um, and they had increased um, the incidence of early age-related macular degeneration by about 20%. Huh. So the type of alcohol may be relevant right and if you look at higher alcohol consumption two drinks a day just over higher risk of this by 47 to 67 percent so those two studies really kind of did say the same thing wow you know it's interesting because even if you look at diabetic retinopathy kind of similar problem here alcohol also is a problem right and this is this was also so patients who have diabetes who consume again that whole just over two drinks a day had a higher risk of developing di diabetic retinopathy, 
But if they already had diabetic retinopathy, there wasn't correlation to, you know, the progression, worsening of the progression, which I found also very interesting. Yeah. I like the part where it says, no, it reports that the association is really, it's probably limited and findings are confusing. No way. It's like, oh yeah, it's this like is when you get an X-ray back from the radiologist, and they're like, "Clinical correlation recommended." Yeah, but interestingly, with this particular problem, as opposed to the AMD, it takes like thirty-one grams of alcohol, which would be two drinks roughly, uh, puts people at higher risk of developing diabetic retinopathy. Huh? So we already said that. You said that. <laughs> Did I not listen to you? <laughs> oh, what's just, new? I mean, it's important, though. I mean, how many people have diabetes? Okay, I just wanted to point that out again. Yes, very important point. So, All right, retinal vein occlusion. So I, there. I thought this was, this is really interesting because if you, you know, it talked about young patients getting this because they drink all night and then they're really dehydrated. They get that viscous, very thick blood or yep. tick blood. This would be like almost the stroke in the eye. Yeah, so basically you you occlude your central retinal vein uh, sometimes when this happens. So that's just another bad thing. And there's there are a bunch of weird things, too, that are kind of associated with alcohol. And and the, I don't know if we want to go through I, all of those. but Well, this is going to be two podcasts already, just so you know. We're already at 13 minutes, so uh, well, that's all right. I think it's fun. This I, one's more, like, serious, and then the eye color is more fun. So that's people true. next week. I don't know. I'm sorry. Don't know what central serous corial retinopathy. Yeah, is. I haven't. I haven't ever diagnosed that one. By but the thing I found, <laughs> the thing I found, I don't, we keep saying interesting, but that end stage liver disease secondary to alcohol use disorder could be the etiology for this. So now we're not just talking about correlation. This that would be more of a causative type statement yeah. that this author decided to make. Yeah. I think we move on to the biggies. Um, which I think is like alcohol-related optic neuropathy. I mean, let's face it, uh, chronic alcohol consumption, boy, you can end up with central or secocentral scotoma. Now, that would not be good where you're getting all those flashings in the middle of your eye. Right. Uh, and you can get bundle damage So the, and in, that, in that whole thing where you, know, you might lose your color vision. And visual field, like tunnel vision. Yeah. You know, we do all our, I mean, we know that, you know, patients who drink higher levels of alcohol, you check a B12 and a folate, and some of that can definitely be part of this. So making sure those are actually checked. Yeah. And then the most common two eye maladies. Yeah. How about I, that word? This is where the money's at right here. These are, and actually I was- Aren't you glad you listened to us talk for 15 minutes yeah. before we got to the money ones? I mean, I think that, that I was very well aware that alcohol affected cataracts, and that's second, but glaucoma. Glaucoma. Um, also is associated with alcohol use. And they looked at a couple different studies in what Barbados, Long Island, they were all over the place, um, China, Japan. China, Japan, what they looked at a lot of different studies. And basically that alcohol consumption, patients had higher intraocular pressure. Yeah. But not just patients, more often men, men. and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, women somehow escape this uh, despite the fact that they might be drinking as well. So this is just so bizarre. They talk about vasopressin and the inhibitory effect on the secretary, 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 no, secretary, secretory cells. That's a word you better work on. Ciliary process 
um, related to alcohol intake. So the things that kind of lead into glaucoma and glaucoma progression are all messed up from alcohol. Yeah. So, and one could even make a case for glaucoma, and we'll talk about cataracts in a moment, that if you get patients in their, you know, let's say in their 60s and they're having trouble like this, that that might be a discussion, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of check out their alcohol situation. Yeah. Uh, Especially somebody fairly young with alcohol issues. The open angle glaucoma is the primary one that they were they were noting. Now, I don't I don't remember reading this in this. Maybe you did. Does it talk about if you quit drinking, does that help it? I don't, I don't think they commented on that. I this. don't believe they commented on that. And right. I don't think that study, who knows, maybe that study has been done, but it's nothing we ran across. So so cataract being the second biggie and there's pretty but I think cataract is almost the big, big, big one. It's the big one. I mean, there's very clear um very clear reviews that say that if you drink, the more you drink, the more likely you are to end up with cataracts, basically. Right. And a lot of that has to do with the liver and all the things that alcohol does to the liver can obviously go throughout your whole body and can lead to protein accumulation on the lens. Um, There's more calcification that happens um, intracellularly and then on the lens with more alcohol um, yeah. consumption. You know, it's interesting, and I may have said that incorrectly, so it's not the more you drink that you have higher risk. There's actually a lot of studies with moderate alcohol consumption that didn't show as big a correlation with uh, with cataracts as, as, as well as heavy alcohol did. So the heavy alcohol consumption significantly increases the cataracts. Moderate, uh, the, I think the jury's still out. So what they considered heavy is 0.7 grams per kilogram. Yeah, how do we even figure that out? Well, it's, yeah. I mean, so that's a lot. That's like, I don't know, four or more drinks for the average person a day. I'd need a calculator. But (laughs) the reality is, if you're heavy drinking and you can't see... Oh, actually, it says that right here, four drinks per day. Look at that. that I did math. Nice guess. So... So yeah, so I again, glaucoma. And again, I think you could make a case for if you get somebody with cataracts who's in their 60s, you might want to be asking them, you know, in their 50s or 60s. And I have had patients, when I think about it, in their 50s get a cataract done. So I don't know how many ophthalmologists and optometrists listen to this podcast. Zero. But this is a huge modifiable risk factor, modifiable risk factor for ocular disease and should be actually talked about. If there is a person listening that does eye stuff, I would love to know if they talk about this with patients. Yeah. You know, ask about it. I don't have any of these eye diseases, so I'm guessing why this is why I've never heard about it, but it'd be interesting. We're not going to add on eye color. That's going to be next week. Okay, that'll be next week. So next week, eye color, it'll be probably a pretty quick one. I almost said a different word that would have come out funny. So it'll be a fun one, though. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, We will chat with you all next week. This podcast is brought to you by Ars Longa Media. And produced by Dr. Patrick Beeman. And of course, the music is by Battle Legs on Spotify. Reach out to us for any type of information or questions. Please email us at theaddictionconnectionpodcast at gmail.com.
Earth is the coldest we can be. You could fly a bear on 